time now for another edition of Roarman's Raging Softball Report. Everything Louisiana softball. Now, here's your host, loving Louisiana softball since 1981. It's the Roar Man. Hello and welcome to another edition of Roar Man's Raging College Softball Podcast Report. I am the Roar Man. In this podcast, I tell you what I saw at a number of scrimmages I attended, and I give you my thoughts on what to expect as the team moves forward. I hope you enjoy it, learn something from it, I hope you subscribe, and I hope you help spread the word by telling a friend. So let's get started. As you probably know, there are 17 new players on the team. At least there were at the beginning of fall. Just recently, four players have entered the transfer portal. Those players are Rebecca Ladino, Ilya Hubble, and twin sisters Jacqueline and Jessica Adams. Now, I must tell you, when I first heard about this, one of the players that I heard was transferring was Alexa Langoliers. That is simply not true. She is still with the team, and she has seen most of her time at shortstop. So that leaves 13 new players. Now, I don't have any inside information on why those players chose to enter the portal. If I were to guess, I would think maybe they were asked to redshirt and decided not to. Again, that is just a guess. There could be other factors. The truth is, the portal has changed the way teams are built. If you look at any top 10 team in the nation, they all have transfers. Transfers that help make them better. I mean, would Oklahoma have won the national championship last year if they didn't have four transfers who made a huge impact? Those transfers being pitchers Giselle uh, Juarez and Shannon Sale and players Taylor Snow and Jana Johns. So listen, if you're a fan who is scratching your head because you see that four players have entered the transfer portal, you kind of need to get used to it because it's the new norm. And here's another question. Name one player during Coach Glasgow's tenure And you can't count the first year when D.J. Sanders, Leah Creighton, and Alyssa Denham transferred because none of that was Glasgow's fault. I want you to name one player who transferred to a better or equally as good a team as the Cajuns. Go ahead and I'll wait. I can only name one, and that player is Cassidy Shomo, who transferred to Missouri. So that's just my thoughts about transfers. Again, it is something that has come about in the last few years, and it is now the norm in college sports, all college sports. Now, let me tell you, with all the new players, it kind of took me a little while to figure out exactly who was who, but I think I know who everyone is now, even though every once in a while I will mistake one player for another. I mean, it happens. There are 13 new players still on the team. So what happened during scrimmages? Well, in an interview Coach Glasgow did, he mentioned The pitching was ahead of the hitting, and I believe it was. Glasgow also said he thinks this year's pitching staff will be better than last year's staff. And let me add this. I think new pitching coach Justin Robichaux is doing an excellent job. I've seen improvement from the returning pitchers, and the new pitchers show a lot of promise. Now, I'm pretty certain going into the season, Kendra Lamb will be the ace of the staff. The question is, who will be the number two pitcher? I think either Samantha Landry, Carly Heath, or Megan Shorman will be the number two pitcher. Now, a little bit about 
those three pitchers. Carly Heath returns for her second year, having transferred in from South Carolina. Uh, This year, her velocity is up. She throws hard and has been effective during fall ball. I like what I'm seeing from her. Megan Shorman, the transfer from Kentucky, has had her good days and she's had her not so good days, but I think there is a lot of potential with her due to the fact that she has pitched in the SEC against top caliber competition. Samantha Landry is the highly touted freshman. Now, what you need to know is there is a huge difference between high school ball, travel ball, and what happens on the college level. It's just a whole different ball game. I've seen Samantha pitch lights out, and I've also seen her get lit up. And being lit up, I'm sure, is not something she is accustomed to. The question is, how is she going to handle it? And to me, she seems to be tough-minded. She seems to be determined and focused on what she needs to do to be effective at the college level. And I really believe she will be an outstanding pitcher. That leaves three other pitchers, Vanessa Foreman, Taylor Snow, and Tyler Oob. I think those three will be used as relief pitchers in certain situations. Vanessa Foreman is a lefty, so being a lefty and presenting a different look may get her more time in the circle than the other two. So that's my take on pitching. So now let's talk about who I see starting where once the season starts. The truth is the only players who I feel comfortable saying will start are Sophie at the catcher position, and Raina O'Neill in center field. And I'm also thinking Melissa Mayu will start somewhere in the infield, and more likely she will start at shortstop. During fall ball, there were a lot of interchangeable parts. For instance, seeing time at first base were Taylor Roman, Stormy Kay, Melissa Mayu, and Lainey Crader. At second, the players that played there were R.E. Quinones, Stormy Kay, Melissa Mayu, Rebecca Ladino, and Maddie Hayden. At shortstop, Melissa Mayu, Maddie Hayden, and Rebecca Ladino. At third, Jordan Campbell and Lainey Crader. At catcher, Sophie and Stormy Kay. And just a couple of notes. Stormy Kay was not recruited as a catcher. I don't think she played catcher in high school or travel ball, so that is a new position for her. She has a very strong arm, and she did throw out some runners trying to steal second. Now, just keep in mind, Julie Rawls was not recruited as a catcher, but was turned into one, and she became an all-conference player. Uh, Coach Lacey Prejean coaches the catchers as she played catcher during her career, uh, her college career at Alabama. And uh, I'm sure if Stormy is going to catch, she's going to be an excellent catcher. And now that catcher Jacqueline Adams has entered the transfer portal, uh, it will definitely be a benefit to the team if Sophie can get relief every now and then by having Stormy play catcher. And I think that's probably going to happen. Another player, Maddie Hayden, who is an outfielder, saw time at shortstop and second base. Those are not her natural positions. Uh, She did a really good job at shortstop. But with her arm strength, I think she's better suited for the outfield, uh, probably left field. There was an outstanding play she made from left field that really opened my eyes. There was a runner on first base. A deep fly ball was hit to left field. The runner at first tagged up and took off. The runner then decided to go back to first. Maddie made the throw all the way to first. The ball got there before the runner, and it turned into a double play. And I have not seen that play made very often Uh, You know, at the college level, uh, to make it happen, the left fielder has to have an extremely strong arm, and obviously, Maddie does. Now, turning to the outfield, I'm almost certain Reyna is going to start in center field. That leaves right and left field open. 
Those vying for those two spots are Kayla Heath, I'm, I'm sorry, Carly Heath, Kramer Ache, Kayla Falterman, Sam Grader, Jenna Keen, Maddie Hayden, Frankie Izzard, and Mackenzie Wittenberg. So who's going to win out? At this point, I don't think there's an answer. I think when practice starts up again, a player or two may break out and get the starting nod before the season starts. We'll just have to wait and see. As I mentioned, all throughout fall ball, pitching was ahead of hitting. So let's talk about hitting. Now, I have some stats from someone who attended most of the scrimmages and scored a lot of them. Now, let me just point out, the stats that I have are not 100% accurate, but they're close. And as you probably know, Coach Glasgow keeps track of everything. And I think when it comes to who is going to start where, and the players are equally capable at the position he is looking to fill, he's going to go with a player who has done better at the plate. That's why he keeps statistics as far as for batting statistics. So I got to tell you, I was really surprised that the players doing the best at the plate based off of pure batting average were all freshmen. They all hit over 400, and those players were Kramer Ache, Kayla Falterman, and Maddie Hayden. The other player hitting over 400 was catcher Sophie Piscos, who also hit the most home runs during fall ball. She has just acquired a lot of power over last year from what I can tell. There were three other players who did well, but just not as well as the ones I just mentioned. They all hit over 300, and that group is comprised of freshmen. And those freshmen are Lainey Crader, Mackenzie Wittenberg, and Stormy Kay. Now, that leaves some returning players who didn't hit as well as expected, but have proven in the past they can definitely get the job done. And out of those players, I'd like to focus on Taylor Roman. I think she has all the potential in the world. I've said before, I think before her career is over, she will be an All-American. However, it's quite obvious the knee injury she suffered last year has really affected her performance at the plate. I'm just hoping she continues to heal and by the start of the season is back to the Taylor we're accustomed to seeing at bat. She's classified as a freshman, so she has plenty of time remaining as a Raging Cajun. But as a fan, knowing what she's capable of, I want to see her at the plate. And again, I hope she's able to get back to where she once was. I'm not really worried about Reina or Melissa. Uh, they bring leadership to the team, and that counts for a lot. Now, one thing this team definitely does have is speed. And speed can kill a handful of players if they get to first or more than likely going to steal second. I think the game plan for 2022 is to put pressure on the defense by being very aggressive on the base pass and manufacturing runs. Now remember, Glasgow coached the player who has the single season record for most stolen bases at UL and the most stolen bases during a season in the Sunbelt Conference. And that player is Keeley Milligan. She stole 60 bases. And I have to think, if not being the leading team in the nation in stolen bases in 2022, that the Cajuns will definitely be in the top five. So when you're at a game next year, don't blink. The runners are going. And finally, realize this. This is truly Glasgow's team. All of the players, except one, Reno O'Neill, who I'm pretty sure 
uh, was transferring in from Texas Tech from 2017 to 2018. Um, all of the players Glasgow recruited are our players who he got through the transfer portal. He has built this team. This is the team that he has been waiting for. They're very, very young. There's a lot of question marks as to how good this team is going to be, but from what I have seen, it's going to be a very, very, very good team. So, you know, it's the end of the semester. Players are leaving. They will be returning in January. And for me, February 11th cannot get here soon enough. That's the first game of the season, and uh, I can't wait for that to happen. I hope all of you have a great rest of the year. This is the Roar Man saying thanks for listening. Please subscribe, tell a friend, see you at the ballpark, and go Cajuns.